time to present Scott Coupat to bring you another episode of Finance Your Movie with tips and strategies to help you get your money to tell your story. It's time! Okay, like I promised, we are going to have some exciting episodes here in Season 5, and today we have a jam-packed show. We have two guests on at the same time, a possible third guest coming in. I'm going to try to pack this in in less than 20 minutes. So first, I'd like to introduce Jonathan Willis, mega producer who is joining us from the UK. Jonathan has almost 45 producing credits. And the most remarkable thing about this is he started in 2008. So it's not like he's been in the business for, for 30 or 40 years. So welcome, Jonathan. Thank you, Scott. It's a, a total pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So I've got to ask you, this was fascinating to me. We've, we've met a couple times before. But I didn't realize you got into this game in 2008. Really, then 2011, you made your first couple of features. What were you doing in a previous life? My job has always been to invent uh, things for gaps in the market. I've never actually had a job. So I've always seen um, there's a gap in the market for something and always found a product to, to, to fill that. And it's been media, it started with theater and then it was media publications, uh, subscription newsletters. Um, and then it morphed into a, uh, an organization like an angel's, um, a, 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 a angel's Den thing. And in the UK, we have Dragon's Den, in America, you have Shark Tank. So I created an organization with 25,000 investors, um, a crowdfunding platform before crowdfunding was, was probably on the internet. And we raised funds for all sorts of different organizations and operations and inventions. And it was wonderful. And we raised about 60 million quid for about 90 different enterprises, one of which was a movie. Ah, mm -hmm. so that's how you got into the movies. And I met the producer of this movie and had a great concept. And I said, I saw him as being a visionary, but I said, you're, you're not a producer. You need to have a producer on board. You promised me you'll have a producer on board. And he said, yes, 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 yes. So we raised the money and he didn't get a producer on board. So it all started to go. Tits so up. this was the harrowing or seven lives back in 2011. This was LA slasher, okay. uh, which wasn't a slasher movie. That was, it was actually a, a, um, uh, um, a kind of found footage. Um, it, it was fascinating. It was a really good concept. But so, so was, I want to drill down real quick for our audience. How specifically on your first movies, you had this group, so you just started reaching out and say, hey, who, who wants to invest in a movie? Yeah, I mean, that's what I've done all, all the way through my career. We've come up with concepts and we've gone out to the database and said, who wants to uh, invest in this concept? And people pile in. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. And, and it, it, I, I, do you think it's a, a, a numbers game? Just reach out to a lot of people and then... I'll tell you what it is. It's impossible to predict a game. So you can have the best idea in the world and you can send, you think this is obviously going to work. It's obviously going to appeal to the market. Send it out, falls flat as a pancake. Mm -hmm. There's something else you're kind of lukewarm about. You put it out, everybody wants to. It's, it's, it's really, really difficult to predict. And it, so in that respect, to a certain extent, it is a numbers game. You have to just put it out there and see if the market embraces it or not. Yeah, yeah, so true. I agree with that 100%. So 
I'm, I'm, I'm curious, it seems like you've stayed your whole career of these 40 plus uh, m- movies. Um, you've stayed in the lower budget arena. Most of them seem to be under a million euro. Um, did you have a crystal ball? <clears throat> because there is no theatrical market in 2022 for independent films. There is none. Um, I- it's funny you say that I do have a crystal ball. Unfortunately, it doesn't work. So <laughs> we, what we did is we went to Sony Entertainment. To, to, to start off with, we went to Sony and said, we've got these ideas, which one do you want? And we worked on synopses and laid them out on the table and said, oh, we'll take this one. But it, it, it morphed to the point where we went to Sony and said, what do you want? What genre at the moment is Zeitgeist? What kind of movie do they want? And they say, we'll take, we need a zombie movie. We need a ghost movie. We need a war movie. We need a, a Western movie. And then we would go away and we would make that movie very quickly within three or four months to delivery. And then it would be on the shelves as a physical product, as a DVD in those days. Um, and 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 we would uh, we would rinse and repeat. And we, we at one stage, we were making six a year, six of these. Wow. So, so it's we, interesting. You went to the distributors or you sensed what the market was demanding and then you filled what they were looking for. We didn't need to sense. It was, it was from statistical um, uh, statistics of what was selling at that time as to what the market was demanding. So we were providing a product about six months in advance predicting that that particular genre would still be in vogue or in fashion by that time when when the when the thing came out and it, it worked it worked exceptionally well and then we started doing larger budgets and bigger budgets and then we did uh, one just recently it was five million pounds and and uh, oh wow that was with Gary Oldman and Jessica Alba and and uh, Tommy Flanagan. That was called Killers Anonymous, um, and that was good. I enjoyed that. It was lovely to meet Gary Oldman. It was the year that he'd won the Oscar and the BAFTA and the Golden Globe. He was he was his first huge year, huge year for for Gary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I I did not know you. Um, that that was a pretty big budget, but but at the same time, you got some serious names attached, so that helps balance it out. Yes. Yes. Precisely. And it was. He wasn't cheap. Let's put it like that. But he was just, he was a, such a, such a, yeah. such a, but yeah, so we've worked on budgets from as little as $50,000 to as much as $5 million. It, it's just, uh, it, all, it depends on the, um, uh, the, the market uh, that you supply to. Makes a lot of sense. So I want to go ahead and bring in Jeff Vanderpool now. Jeff is the president and founder of Stardom Chance. And uh, just a quick disclosure, um, I am not, part of the stardom chance company or companies i am a consultant um so i have no ownership no back-end points um but really jeff has one of the most incredible concepts i've ever seen welcome jeff oh thank you scott true pleasure appreciate it so i'm not gonna um we have limited time here so i'm not gonna really have you go through the whole stardom chance thing that's in a previous episode from last season you can go catch up there. Um, go to stardomchance.com for all the info. But in, in a 30-second version, if you can give us a synopsis, Jeff, of your registration. Sure, sure. We just want to provide opportunities for uh, aspiring talent to be able to showcase their talent and power all over the globe. And our business model is uh, upending Hollywood in that way, uh, making the most exclusive industry the most inclusive 
changing the odds. So as a writer, instead of one in 10 million, my odds of having my script made into a feature film in the case of our UK uh, process will be definitively one in 400. Uh, in the case of a, a lead actor, one in, uh, I believe, 300, lead actress, one in 300, and so forth. So very different dynamic, different business model. Uh, and I think we've got something special to use your words, Jonathan. We can rinse and repeat all over the world. And that's really amazing when you think about, just look at the writers, some of the screenplay competitions or film festivals, it's one in 5,000, maybe one in 10,000. If you're even lucky enough to get into the audition room, if you have a top agent, they might be looking at thousands of other actors to narrow yep. it down. So it's a really incredible model. So- And he, on, on that point there, there, Scott, even the winner of the competition is not guaranteed to have their uh, product made into a commercial uh, uh, globally distributed film whereas with Jeff's wonderful model it's guaranteed that this script is going to be globally distributed which we get guaranteed before we even shoot a frame of the movie oh thank sure. you Jonathan that that's that's like earth shattering because I have a few friends that have won multiple screenwriting competitions and they never got the films financed they never got made so thank you for for that so Jeff, I want to congratulate you. You just did um, your first NFT raise for about 200K or so in 30 days. So we already raised that and then the additional money came in. So we're up to about 300, 350,000 thereabouts uh, in the raise so far. And it's wow. and that, that's in less than now. 60 days. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and so, so you said so far, you're still raising uh, some money on that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it goes to the public uh, minting now, which is uh, charging $300. I don't know what that is in ETH, Ethereum, I apologize, but it's $300 per NFT because we have a very unique business model. It's one of the sources that fund our movies. So instead of a typical NFT I've seen for other movies, if someone wanted to invest $300, and I'm not giving investment advice here, but let's just say somebody wanted to invest $300, what are some of the perks that they might get or some chances they might get with the stardom chance model? So I, I don't like the word in, invest for an NFT. Number one, the amount of money is so de minimis. I mean, it's, it's literally ridiculous, right? Who invests $300? It's such a number, right? It's what is it? Three or four dinners, depending on where you're eating five dinners. But uh, when you buy an NFT, a stardom NFT, we call it star babies, you get amazing utilities. We've been told from people in the industry, they see more value in these NFTs than in any NFT ever. And I've not been told that by just a couple of people who are NFT experts. I've literally been told that by half a dozen. What does it mean? Speaking role, possibly in a feature film, shadow a director, shadow a producer, be on the set of our reality show, uh, get a chance to literally get a SAG card and literally be a part of the entertainment industry in a way no one's ever done before. So it's your golden ticket, it's an, a true opportunity, and that's the whole purpose, the utility use case behind the NFTs. That, that's pretty amazing. I, I know firsthand, uh, being here in Hollywood, I have friends that spent five, 10, 15 years just trying to get a SAG card, and that yeah. shortcut alone could be just career-changing for somebody. Plus, plus being in 
an independent film with with speaking a, a principal role. That's exactly our, our role. Our, our, our goal is to make these NFTs a true ticket to access your talent to what we call Hollywood, although it's almost antithesis Hollywood, right? It's the open door for underdogs all over the world, starting in the UK because of a wonderful partnership we have with Jonathan. You can't do this in what we call a host country without a Jonathan Willis who's going to be your true partner. It can't be done. So with that, that's a nice segue, Jeff. And Jonathan, chime in here as well. You two have partnered up. Apparently, um, the first Stardom Chance movie will be shooting soon in the UK. And um, it, it sounds like, and I want to be very careful about the wording here, it sounds like it's almost a risk-free, it's certainly an asymmetrical risk-reward investment um, so, so let's talk about that. How, how, what is your model and how did you take away so many of the risk factors from a typical independent film? So I'm going to ask Jonathan to chime in after I, I do this part of it, but yes, I agree with you. I, I rarely use the word or never use the word, I should say, I guess, uh, risk-free, but I, I would have to make the case. This is almost that this is as close too risk-free as any investment I've ever created or even seen in my whole life. And how can we say that? Well, the movie is funded in four different ways. It's funded with NFTs. It's funded with registration money. Those registrations are $99 a piece. It's funded with sponsor money. And it's funded with money from the UK itself. In this case, 20% of the budget. So the budget is $500,000 to make the movie. Uh, 100,000 of that comes back to us uh, via the UK tax. Uh, and the rest of that money uh, is those other three categories, NFTs, corporate sponsor, and registration. And what we're doing in this case for speed to market purposes is we have raised, uh, past tense, the money to fund the first one inorganically from an investor. And we're giving the investor back the money within five months or less. We think it will be much less, but we're giving ourselves a lot of extra time, which is literally no time, right? Five months in and out of an investment. Uh, where can you sign up for that? And for purposes of the rinse and repeat formula and first to market and establishing a global presence, we are accepting monies from investors to be the upfront capital. And then we refund them through those four categories. So I, I just want to kind of recap, because this is so powerfully amazing for anyone listening to this podcast right now, while this opportunity lasts, especially for our millionaire flicks audience. On this particular film, you're collect, you've already gotten 300 to 350 for your NFTs, or you're going to raise money through NFTs, registrations, and your corporate sponsorships. So literally, by the time you start shooting, there's a possibility that the investor might get their money back right out of the gate. Well, we're, we're saying we're going to do that and we're giving ourselves a massive penalty in writing if we don't, because we know that we know that we can. And we want them to understand before the cameras roll, they've got their principal redemption done. They're, they're, they're out. They have zero risk at that point. That's, that's wow. the mindset. That's the goal. And we think we can easily hit it. And again, we establish a very significant penalty to us if we don't. 
Wow. Jonathan, you've been in the business a long time. I've never heard of, of anything like this. No, no, it's <clears throat> that's that's why it's so appealing. We've done different systems previously that have been very, very tax efficient, uh, thanks to various schemes of the UK government, but not not on the on the scale like this in terms of um, <clears throat> so little so little risk. So if people are, if investors are the, the, basically the budget of the movie is returned before we start um, uh, filming or, or uh, certainly before the end of filming, um, when the movie comes out. Every single dollar is is profit. Um, Correct, and that's you know that's <clears throat> that's that's unique. I mean that's obviously unique. You can't. Uh, and we also there's there's another element to add into this equation, which is luck, and that's because I don't know if anybody in the states realizes, but the pound uh, GBP has uh, has tanked recently yeah. due to various uh, uh, big time, big time. Uh, so it means you know as as a couple of a week or so ago. The U.S. dollar was almost parity to the to the Great British British pound, whereas <laughs> normally it feels about right about one fifty one fifty dollars to the pound. So for the uh, you know the, we're raising in dollars, but obviously converting that into pound sterling in order to develop the, but it means we've got an extra hundred thousand dollars there that we Correct. wouldn't just because the exchange rate is in our favour. Um, which is quite which is quite remarkable. And in the UK, we do have, as Jeff mentioned, we do have this um, uh, scheme called the Creative Industries Tax Credit, which means if for every pound that you spend in the UK on the production, uh, the government will give you twenty percent of that um, uh, back uh, as a, as, a, as a check. Uh, they in, in order to encourage people to come and make movies in the UK, and it works really well. Every single studio in the UK, and they're building more and more sound stages. Uh, are absolutely rammed with Amazon, Netflix, the whole world product. Uh, Disney, so many people are making movies over here, in part because of the talent that's available, but also in part because of the, the tax advantages. So in the unlikely uh, event, and Jeff said, you're going to do it, you have severe penalties if you don't have all all the investors' money back before shooting, but you also have that backup plan if you're, let's just say, 100,000 pounds short that tax credit money could also go back to the investor. So no, so it seems like no matter what, I don't want to say 100, 100%, but this is like a, a foolproof model if you add it's in a, the tax credits. It's a brilliant model, and we're taking advantage of all the potential knobs and switches. And there's even there are even more, Scott, that we can't actually disclose at the moment because we're still working on them, and they're kind of like almost like proprietary. They're, they're, they're um, commercially confidential, but there's other elements mm -hmm. that allow us to be able to uh, create additional revenue which underpins the um uh, the, the 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 investment um to to an even greater degree but we, we can't actually say anything about that at the moment correct i would love to hear it in yeah, the future. And, yeah and i'll add another thing we we are discussing film revenues today and independent of what uh, jonathan has just mentioned there's also other revenue generators like the metaverse, the reality TV show, uh, talent representation, uh, virtual gaming, all of those aspects we're not even talking about, that the investor will own a piece of in perpetuity if they come to the market uh, with our requisite number and it happens in our time frame. And we're calling this particular entity, Scott, Stardom UK. So they will have the ability to own a piece of Stardom UK, which will give them ownership in everything we do 
literally everything, everything in the UK going forward, which, which is a lot. As I just mentioned, there's some categories there that we think are going to be massive generators. So, whoa, 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 back up just a minute. So in addition to most likely getting their capital, their investment back before you start filming, they're going to have a little bit of revenues, future revenues from the film itself. Yep. And then they're also going to have ownership, the first group of investors in the company going yes, forward. That is correct. Uh, we want to make it so interesting uh, to close it out quickly because we want to spend time making great movies as opposed to running around hat in hand looking for capital. So that's why we've made it generous that we put a very tight window on it because it has to be that way because we can do it organically. The whole purpose is for speed to market. If we have to do it organically, then so be it. We do it organically and we keep all the percentages and everybody has a nice day. We're fine with that too. But we think the market is better served and the opportunities are better served with a partner or partners, plural, that give us the ability to put film number two in the pipeline very quickly behind film number one. And film number three will be in conjunction with our reality TV show, which we hope to launch March, April 23. American Idol meets Star Search for the movie industry, and so on and so on and so on. So a lot there to unpack. That's not even counting the special uh, secret sauce stuff that Jonathan's alluding to as well. So what, what's the raise amount? Because you've already got some of these NFTs. You've got some registrations. They're going to start coming in soon. Yep. What's the raise amount you're looking for to anyone in our Millionaire Flex audience listening right the, now? The raise amount for Stardom UK right now is $680,000. The raise amount for Stardom Vietnam, which will be accommodated very quickly behind uh, everything we've discussed today, is an identical $680,000. And then the raise amount to do 10 to 20 countries and create a global footprint will be anywhere from 10 to 25 million. So those are the sequential amounts and steps. And the, the windows on the 680s are tight. Uh, they're 30 to 45 days. And what, what's the best way if someone is interested in jumping on this very first Stardom Chance UK film to, to contact you? Yeah, the best way would be by email at jeff at stardomglobal.com, jeff at stardomglobal, S-T-A-R-D-O-M-G-L-O-B-A-L, stardomglobal, one word, dot com, uh, email, or obviously, Scott, through you, you have all my contact information. Anybody on your podcast certainly has your information. They can say, hey, get me in touch with Jeff directly, and that works too. Excellent. Well, I, I think you buried one headline that that uh, you probably thought of already. But one one thing I always think about what what is unique about a film that will help it be successful and being the very, very first stardom chance model. I mean, you're going to get actors, you're going to get a director. All these things are through your registrations. I think a lot of people are going to want to see this film. Millions. I, I would think, especially people that are content creators or YouTubers or indie filmmakers or just graduating film school, they're going to want to see this film. Jonathan, I'll let you speak to that, but I'm going to add one point. Uh, we are the first company that, that I know of that eliminates, not mitigates, eliminates the casting couch. We are the first company that I know of in the world, Jonathan, you speak to this, that is going to share 10% of the gross revenue after taxes with everybody in the film. Never, ever been done before. No Hollywood mathematic gymnastic accounting here. 
uh, right down to the extra who is on that <laughs> set for one day. It's not a fair allocation getting exactly what the writer gets or the director, that wouldn't be appropriate, but he absolutely gets something, uh, some allocation of every film he's in because we believe that's the right thing to do. We can't do the movie without him. What would Braveheart be without all those extras and all those great scenes? It wouldn't be Braveheart, would it? So they get something, some allocation that's, that's justifiable and real. And we've got the whole formula worked out and we want to share the, those profits every single time we do a movie. Wow. Wow. It's interesting, it's interesting Scott, actually, because one thing that we, we haven't mentioned yet, that if people did want to invest in, in, in the concept, and I can't understand any reason why people wouldn't, but we, we, it doesn't have to be fiat currency. It can be crypto. Yeah. Because a lot of the funds that have already come in to support the movie so far have come in in crypto. Okay, good to know. Yeah, yeah. So anyone listening to this podcast right now, you can contact Jeff at jeff at stardomglobal.com or just reach out to us. We'll put you in touch directly with Jeff. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much. The stardom chance model is amazing. I think it's absolutely going to disrupt Hollywood just like Uber did to taxis. And uh, before we let you go, Jonathan, any parting advice that you have for first-time filmmakers who are looking to finance their first film. They're just looking for money. Any advice? You've got to find a unique angle. And that's what we're always looking for, a, 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 a unique angle, whether it's a unique a fundraising angle, uh, a, a unique genre, a unique script, a unique way of making the movie that's going to appeal to the market. Because the most important thing, well, the most important thing is to get distributed. So there are so many movies in the world that are made, tens of thousands all, all, all over the world, you know, blood, sweat, tears, money, hard work, and never see the light of day. So to get distribution, we'd never make a movie unless we got distribution before we roll the cameras. That's a whole discussion separately, how you achieve that. But trying to make something that's got a really amazing USP that then you can hang the publicity on and you can get on the front covers and you can get the influencers and you can get all sorts of people involved in publicizing a movie. Now, what Jeff's achieved here, and we could have a whole half hour, hour section on the USPs involved in, in Stardom, Stardom Chance, there are, there's a plethora of USPs, each one of which will appeal to a different element of media and publicity, which is going to make it um, come to life in terms of uh, reach, audience reach. And everybody's gonna wanna, wanna see this movie because they're all gonna hear about it through all these USPs. Absolutely. Jonathan, what's, what's a good way if people wanna uh, contact you? Um, the, my company is called Posterity Entertainment and my address is Jonathan at Posterity dot com j-o-n-a-t-h-a-n john nathan at posterity p-o-s-t i yes, posterity and, <laughs> dot, dot, dot com uh and and uh, uh it would be lovely to hear from anybody who uh, who we can help excellent and if anyone thank you very much jonathan for being on this episode uh really appreciate it i know you're super super busy over there in bath england if anyone wants to go back to episode 425 and episode 426 from last season to really get the meat and potatoes of what stardom chance is all about um definitely do that and jeff 
Thank you so much for uh, sharing what's an incredible opportunity. Reach out to Jeff directly or else I'll connect the dots. And uh, thank you, gentlemen, for both being on this episode. Like I said, this was jam-packed. We went a little bit over, but uh, thank you so much. Scott, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for listening. And remember, it's time! There's never been a better time to make your own indie film. And if you have a dream project you're excited about and 100% committed to getting it funded, go to financeyourmovie.com and click on the green telephone button. You'll see our calendar, and if you find an open spot, grab it. You'll get a one-on-one call with me or one of my partners. It will be the best hour you've ever spent getting clarity and strategy towards financing your movie. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.